Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings Podcast, it's one of our signature shows of the year as we go all in and see who will eventually cash in by winning this year's Money in the Bank ladder matches. We also take a look back at an impressive AEW and NJPW Forbidden Door pay-per-view as we begin to open our own door on our 300-episode shenanigans, which is coming up in about two weeks. So let's all forget how to climb a ladder for a bit and listen into this year's episode of Money for the Marks by Kings of the Rings Podcast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio. And it starts right now. So Kay Murphy's here with us in spirit, kind of. Oh, so, yeah. There they are. There, there, there they are. With a shirt that's clearly too big for them. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It fits. It fits. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 298 of Kings of the Rings podcast. Two episodes away from 300. It is our annual money for remarks episode don't don't ask us what number it is we've totally screwed it up for the past three years yeah. so <laughs> it has a may it is money for remarks where we talk about all things money in the bank it's one of our favorite pay-per-views our premium live events every year so we're going to go deep dive into that we're also going to talk about some upcoming real life events in the real world not in the wrestling world but you guys can potentially be a part of and uh yeah forbidden door is actually really good so it is me uh king ricky rose uh, along with Willie T. K. Murphy uh, got struck by no internet because I don't know what happened. But Will, how are you? I'm I'm good, man. I'm hanging in there, taking it one day at a time. What do you want me to do? Um, get a tan, a better tan. I can I can try that. Yeah, you can yeah, an effort. Yeah, for effort. But yeah, dude, I, yeah. I, I there's, a, there's a lot going on in my world. Usually, that's usually you add something to all. Oh, no, that's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Just a lot going on. Just too much, too much to even name. But anyway, folks, it is our 298th episode of King's Rings Podcast Money for the Marks. I might have to use this logo that I put up as our generic logo for this show, like every year. Like, it kind of designed to be like, let's just make this little, you know. The logo every year and kind of just change the background and whatnot. But anywho, folks, we're going to talk about all things money in the bank. But before we do, obviously, it's the final week of June. And if you're going to be listening to this tomorrow, it's the final day of June. And we are still going to be putting up for sale our Protect Trans Live merchandise, which has been on sale the entire month of June during Pride Month. As you can see, Kay Murphy is representing uh, us and their merchandise. They actually designed themselves at New York City Pride 2022, if you're watching on the stream, uh, 100% of the proceeds of the sales of this merchandise, which, also, which not only comes in tie but also comes in regular uh, solid colors in t-shirts and tank tops, 100% of the proceeds for that merchandise will be donated to the National Center for Transgender Equality, which fights for the um, equal rights of our transgender individuals within the United States. So there is a link in our bio. I think it's the first link in the description of this show or in our, or you can click on one of our bios or our social media to purchase your merchandise. It's going to be until probably for the next uh, two weeks or so. And as you can see, judging by K Murphy's picture, uh, it looks it looks like it's uh fits pretty well. It's actually one of our better designs that we've ever done on tie dye. Oh yeah. I really, I really do like how it turned out. Yeah. It's very, very pretty. Very colorful. <laughs> yes. 
Very, very cool. So, moving on to um, some other events. Our 300 episode is coming up in two weeks. And so, I, we decided, what the hell are we going to do? Because we've done special guests. We have people, we have people calling for the 100th episode. Uh, we had... Dave came back for 200. 250, we were kind of like, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. It was just, you know, yeah. fucking whatever. So, for 300, we figured we've been doing this for almost, what, five, six years now? If we really want to be be serious a little bit. Uh, for me, seven. Yeah. Um, and so we figured like, there's a lot of things that we kind of just sweep under the table and don't really tell you about. Well, no more, folks. Episode 300 will be named The Dark Side of the Kings, where we will be telling any and everything that you might want to hear or that you might have heard or that have been rumors about pertaining to us, pertaining to the show that and any and a whole bunch of shit we are going to spill it all talking about the show talking about some controversies that have happened on the show what led the people coming in what led the people leaving uh what led to some special guests not even showing up at one point you know we are going to put it all out on the table will not be yes yes we regret i can think of one (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna put it all out on the table um we're gonna look at some input from uh from you guys so we're gonna put on the uh, hashtag kotr 300 use that on social media to put to uh to post your questions to us we're gonna try to answer all of them and if you're gonna be if you guys are gonna be on the stream when we go live uh you can also put questions up there as well and i will tell you we will not be doing this alone we will be having a special guest come back for episode 300 that special guest will be revealed next week oh yeah y'all can ask me anything I am an open book unless I don't want to. Oh, yeah. We're, unless I, unless, by reserve, I have to say, fuck you. I thought that's why I showed myself in preschool. It's, a, it's quite the story. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a very interesting episode. We may have to talk to some people. Be like, all right, you're going to hear some shit <laughs> about us you haven't heard before. You, you could <laughs> definitely hear some shit. That is, yeah. that is a fact. Mm-hmm. I do like to talk shit. It's kind of what I do. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we might go into a deep dive about a lot of stuff. Uh, so that's gonna be happening in two weeks. Also, in two weeks as well, the day after our Dark Side of the Kings 300 episode, Kings of the Rings podcast and associate Wrestling Radio and Association Kings of the Rings podcast and Association Wrestling Radio. Sorry, is going to be well, pretty much me. I'm going to be hosting pro wrestling trivia at the Ugly Duckling in Rockville Center. Uh, where I'm going to actually be creating the trivia, which I haven't done yet, so yet, but I'll be creating a 25 question uh, pro wrestling trivia call it covering WWE, AEW, and JPW. Okay, I got, I got everything a in for between. You. What's up? I got a question for you. What? Who won the first Royal Rumble? Everyone oh. who's not a casual, fa- who everyone who who is a casual fan is going to get that fucking question wrong. I guarantee. Yeah, you. the first Royal Rumble Royal Rumble winner was Hacksaw Jim. Hacksaw Duggan. Jim Duggan. Oh. That's a good trivia question because uh, everyone knows the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, no one, not many people know who won the first or who won the largest is Alberto Del Rio. Oh God, uh, you know we don't, you don't gotta ask that. Actually, one. no, the greatest Royal Rumble is the largest. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Green Gorilla <laughs> Belt. It was a nice belt. It was a nice belt. <laughs> I'll give that. It just didn't go anywhere. My name, folks. The Ugly Duckling in Rockwell Center on Long Island, New York, Thursday, July 13th, starting at 7.30 p.m. I'm going to be hosting uh, Pro Wrestling Trivia, representing Kings of Rings Podcast, as well as Wrestling Radio. The winner that night of our Pro Wrestling Trivia will be getting two tickets to Monday Night Raw at Madison Square Garden 
um, at the end of July, the Monday before they go to Nashville for SummerSlam. So it'll be the it'll be the Mass Square Garden go home show for SummerSlam. Tickets um, tickets are almost sold out, so I'm going to be grabbing tickets for you guys. And if Will can attest to this, or anybody who's ever gone to a wrestling event with me, I know how to pick good seats. Bro, <laughs> Ricky is the best person to travel with. Like I'm not gonna lie, dude, you are an excellent person. You just know everything. <laughs> I, it's, it's a lot of extensive research. So, if you're in the New York, New Jersey, even if, if you're in the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and you want to make your way down to Long Island to the Ugly Duckling for Pro Wrestling Trivia in two weeks, come on down. We're giving away tickets to Monday Night Raw at MSG. You might want to consider, especially if you're a real wrestling fan, because there's wrestling events in other places, then there's wrestling at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you should live stream it, bro. Live stream the trivia. If I if I can find a way to do that, I might be. I'll have to fiddle with stuff like this week and next week, um, at the bar. But we'll we'll see what happens. So uh, we're gonna be how new is this? How new is this bar? Uh less than a year. Mm, did it take the? Did it replace Parlay? No, it replaced uh, Breakfast Club. Parlay got replaced by the Ainsworth. No, I I knew that. No shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's an Ainsworth, I think, in in Hoboken. Yeah, so this is the third Ugly Duckling in the past, like, three years or so. I like the logo. There's one, there's one, in, there's one in Long Beach. There's one in New York City, which has, like, a crazy-ass boozy brunch on the weekends. And this one is the newest one in Rockwell Center. Yeah, I gotta check this menu real quick. It's not... I mean, yeah, it's... I'm telling you, the food's, the food's good and legit. So, well, if you're you're feeling froggy and want to come down, you might as well. Yeah. So. How? When is it? Like, it's, it's not Thursday. You said it's a Thursday. Yeah. Dude, if the traffic getting out of Long Island wasn't so bad at all times in the night, I would do it. Dude, it would <laughs> literally take me forty-five minutes to get mm. from the bridge from Brooklyn through the Holland Tunnel. You could also take the train, like you take Rockwell Center, like it's two blocks away from the train station. That's true. It's up to you. I'll be around and in the air, but yes, Ugly Duckling Pro Wrestling Trivia. Uh, in two weeks, winning, we're giving away tickets to Monday Night Raw at MSG. It's going to be a great fucking time. So, moving on to, before we get into Money in the Bank, let's talk about Forbidden Door. And Will, you actually saw the, you actually watched the pay-per-view for the most part, is that correct? I did, I watched all of it. This menu looks delicious. I should, probably shouldn't eat it while I'm a little hungry. <laughs> I get hangry in a second. Yeah, so you, so you watched the whole thing. How long was the show? Uh, it was, I think it was... Four hours. Maybe, okay, so they cut down from the maybe, last. Maybe one. a little under. I think. Okay. I think a little under. Okay, so reasonable. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was like a regular pay per view. I mean, it's a great show. The show was very, very well done. The crowd was hot for absolutely everything. Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I think the pay per view was a huge success. I was a little hesitant because it's like you know I don't know most of these wrestlers, mm-hmm. but. I don't think you had to. I think Kevin Kelly did a good job on commentary to fill in the gaps. I yeah, I, I saw that they brought Kevin Kelly to the they did a joint uh broadcast booth, which is a good thing because also number one, Kevin Kelly's a fantastic commentator. Great commentator. You know, he really he really um He wasn't great in the nineties, but goddamn it he's great now. Yeah, he re- he really got better as he aged. I mean, when he was in when he was in WWE, he was like a backstage person. He was he was just getting his feet wet essentially. Yeah, you know. But he's been doing he's been doing New Japan for a very long time, um, and he's the American commentator after I think Jr. left to do AEW. Uh, so Kevin Kelly is great. 
he's very descriptive and he knows how to he knows how to really encapsulate a whole person a whole wrestler's character yeah for somebody who's never watched njpw yeah you know i watch if you watch wrestle kingdom kevin kelly's great about telling you the backstory and what they're all about and, and all of that stuff he's 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 very good at his job and, and he's a perfect fit for njpw no couldn't say it better myself uh, yeah. I love I love seeing Claudio. He looks great. Uh, him and you know I just I don't like Zack Sabre Jr. because that style of wrestling is just boring to me. Let's talk about Claudio. Claudio Casanelli, aka Cesaro, is now all elites. But they put on they put on a great match. You know the styles match, dude. Cesaro had this spot where like I think Zack Sabre has him a submission. Cesaro just lifts him up, mm-hmm. carries him out of the ring. Like, he goes through the ropes, still carrying him on the floor, picks him up, walks up the steps, and then throws him in the ring. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Like, Cesaro's pound for pound, like, how, the strongest person yeah, in wrestling. Yeah, how strong that guy is. You know, they put on, they put on a great match. Um, it was great seeing him. The crowd went nuts. Commentary mm. went nuts. Like, I'm excited to see what he gets in Blood and Guts tonight. Um... So good for him. Very happy for him. He's going to be very, very successful. It was a he, great night to be a former WWE guy. Seriously. I feel like the little faction Regal's building is probably the most dominant faction in all of wrestling right now. That uh, that battle club. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they got the interim title. Yeah. Uh, they got they got Claudio. They, they got, got the ROH Pure Champion. They got Wheeler Yuta, which they're very high on. Yeah, that's the ROH pure champion. And the cr- uh, whatever. And the crowd loves them. The crowd loves that some U- Wheel of Yuta. Yeah. Like, them and so, Hook need to have a kid. It's going to be the most over person ever. <laughs> so, yeah, other highlights, obviously, John Moxley uh, beat, who's he beat? Tanahashi, right? Tanahashi. Yeah, he beat Tanahashi. Of course, he was, My, blo- he was bloodied. Of course. Someone's got to take the Cody spot and get bloodied up. You know. Um, I'm interested to see how that clash of styles went, too, as well. It was fun. They beat the fuck out of each other, as they should. Tanahashi's not one to fuck with. Uh, it would it would have been it was much better than what Punk's match would have been. I think. I th- I probably agree with I th- that. I just I just I like Moxley's style better. I like I like his grit and toughness and like he's in a I feel like he's in a bar fight all the time. <laughs> like he wrestles he like he's drunk, his... and I know he's not. I, I yeah. shouldn't say it, but that's like, that's a compliment, which is a weird thing to say to an alcoholic. But yeah. he wrestles like he's drunk in a bar fight. It's the most entertaining thing ever. Yeah, but hey, good for him. He's the interim champ. We're going to get Punk Moxley, which should be very interesting. Yeah, whenever <laughs> whenever CM Punk's ready. I like the interim title. I like Do I like you? it a lot. I love it. Do you? I, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think with the way that it panned out, it's going to work for AEW. Like, the only time WWE does an interim title is when they did a storyline of, like, oh, Punk left. But that was, like, storyline that really didn't fizzle out because he didn't leave for too long. Yeah. A week. Yeah. It was literally a fucking week. Yeah. I mean, if Punk is legit injured and he's gone for a while, like, let Punk leave for a long time. Exactly. Let him take take his time. Let Moxley run. All CM Punk has to do is hit the ring with his belt and a piece of paper. Yeah, and show up. Yeah, show up in like September. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, and it's it's hell, like the, hell. Show up in October, dude. The bigger <laughs> the know. bigger Moxley's run is with this interim title, the, the bigger better. the bigger the return is for CM Punk. 
Correct. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a done interim title in wrestling is such a fucking win win. If you do it correct, as long as it's not like three weeks, right? Yeah. It's just like I mean, even if it is three weeks, it's fine. But like you have the you have the opportunity to do it. Like interim title show, I think should be. I don't know they did it. They they used to do it with the TNT title. I think it should be reserved for the main title, and it should be used sparingly. Yeah, I think you're reserved for like of all the titles in any wrestling organization. Your main title always has to be shown. Like, cause that's your that's your person. <coughs> Essentially, I mean, I get your you know you get your lower tier card, but like your your main world title, whatever it is, has to be on every week. Of course. You know, so no, like no matter what, so, especially if you have two of them on one guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I agree that the interim probably should be reserved for the major titles. And not the mid cards or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. If you if you it, strip the U.S. champion, ooh, oh no. Yeah, who's, I who's think the you, U.S. Oh yeah, Theory. I love Austin Theory though. He's doing great. Yeah, I think you 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 strip the mid card champions, but there always has to be an interim, no matter what. Yeah, I agree. You know, and the interim just uh, works better than than it's a new champion. You know why interim works in this stand? Because and I I wish WWE would probably do more of this. Is that CM Punk didn't get injured in storyline? He got injured like legit, legit. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's like okay, it, we could strip you, but then like you're gonna come back and be like, "Where's my shot of title?" So like, how about you just remain champion? It's it's a UFC approach almost. Yeah, that's what, that's what you that's what UFC does. Like if the yeah. uh, if there's a title fight, and say like uh, the guy's injured in camp like a, two weeks before. Yeah, they'll just throw another guy in and put it for the interim title. Yeah, and then you just you unify them at, at a later point when the, both of them are healthy. Yeah, and if you, you, you give the guy a few months, like the winner, like a, a, sometimes a few weeks rest, and they go back into camp for a few months. Yeah. So yeah, UFC yeah. is pretty fucking wild, um, but it's yeah. the same concept. Yeah, but I like the idea. Like, let's you know, for like if Roman by chance got like here's here's what here's what they could have done in WWE. Roman got injured, right? <laughs> you know, you could have named an interim in in Roman's place. Could have, but Roman still remained on TV for as much as he could. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Roman. I still don't. I'm still not fully convinced that he's injured or still injured. It's either injured or we're doing we're giving him like the Brock contract treatment. Maybe he just needed time off. Which I mean, the guy's been running crazy for like what six hundred fucking days. Yeah. I mean, as long as he's back for SummerSlam, I think I think after SummerSlam he'll be back week to week. Yeah. His SmackDown is on. I haven't watched SmackDown in a few weeks. It's the it's it's yeah yeah. Ronda can't carry a show. Raw's been great. <laughs> I didn't get to watch Raw this week, but Raw has been very entertaining for this game. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to all of that. But uh, congratulations to Moxie interim. Good champion. for you, Mox. You deserve yeah. it. Also, congratulations to FTR winning the IWGP Tag Champions. They now hold the ROH Tag Championships, the AAA Tag Team Championships, um, and now the IWGP Tag Team Champions. They've also won the NXT Tag Championships. They've also won... Were the were the, the Raw and SmackDowns unified at the time, or were they split? They were split. I mean, were, they were split. They were split. So, yeah, so they've won some iteration of WWE Tag Team Championship. These guys are Tag Team Championship masters wherever they go, and they need to start being in the conversation of greatest tag teams of all time. I agree. 
I agree. Also, because these are two guys, as long as they're together, should never go back to WWE. Ever. They don't need to anymore. They don't. One, they don't need to. And two, they're, they're more over on the indies. They're never going to be this over in WWE. Ever. Which is crazy because I I remember NXT run I'm like and I'm like these guys are unbelievable. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what it is they are cre like they have such a creative mind for tag team wrestling. Yeah, they're and really they, good at it. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're so creative. It's not even like their their move like the Shadow Machine or whatever they're calling it now is one of the greatest tag team finishers ever. Like I love that finisher. Um, but it's the way that they'll like do these blind tags, you know, or the way that they'll, they'll stop you from getting a pin or a victory or something like that. It's just, they are very crafty, um, in how they maneuver those smaller spots, Mm -hmm. but it helps to tell a bigger story. Mm -hmm. Um, and congratulations to them. I I really feel it's a shame that they they, they have the triple A tag champions. I'm like, just give them back to Mexico, guys. Come on, guys. Please. You got to drop something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot they had them until I saw the picture after. I was like, oh, they won the triple A's? It's like I'm trying to compare them to another team, and I can't think of one. Road Warriors? Or you mean in style? Both. Of this, like, how over they are, their accomplishments... And I guess who they be Ro- and their style. I guess yeah, Road Warriors. It had to be Road Warriors. I would say with Dudley Boys, the Dudley Boys had a more of a hard hitting bar fight style. Yeah, I, I th- yeah okay, Road Warriors. Yeah, I think that's totally comparable. You can't even say like yeah. Horsemen, like Arn and Tully, because I mean I don't know anything about Arn and Tully, but no, I think they're more Road Warriors. I mean, but the I remember I they think don't I get was the Road Warrior the... pop though. They, no one gets the Road Warrior pop. Um... I think we were at well, I think we were at the NXT live event is when I think you first noticed why they actually do split the ring in half. Yeah, they do. They're really good at it. They say that on TV a lot too. Mm-hmm. Because they do you can literally create a line in the middle of the ring and they will and whenever they're in control on the offense, that person will not cross that line. It's if you are really like a student of a game and like that technical shit, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, it's 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 heat. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's heat, it's crafty, it's crafty. These guys are just so fucking good at what they do. Dude, if I ever get a chance to interview a wrestler, like if we ever get a chance to edit, uh, interview Eddie Kingston again, one question I'd ask is be like, do you just do you watch wrestling different than us fans? Like, do you do you see something that the he rest probably of us does. like the rest of us just don't see? Like, can you see them calling spots or something like? them cutting off the ring that kind of gives away the secret of the game that they that isn't as publicly available like do you, mm. do you just watch wrestling different than the rest of us do they, they have to like they have to because they, they, they know they know how the, they know how the bread's made wherever, yeah. wherever that saying goes so it's like you, yeah. you have to be seeing things that we rest of us just don't know about yeah it's like you know um like can you tell who's calling a match or who's leading I'm watching. I usually can't. I mean, you. I just go by like who the senior person is, because you. It's usually the senior that calls the match. Usually, you know, unless you know they've agreed to something else. Um, but it's like asking, like for instance, like Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace. You know, he sees basketball differently probably than anybody else. Peyton Manning sees football differently than anybody else, because like you know, they're masters of their craft. That's true. That's fair. 
Yeah. You know, even me as a uh, me as a when I you know obviously have a de- have multiple degrees in psychology and health and human services field, like I see, I see mental health issues in particular different than the normal person would. Right. I mean, it's, it's a matter of like they have just been studying this for so long that it just becomes secondhand. I even remember in grad school, like one of my first days in grad school, my teacher's like, "You're gonna, you're never gonna see the world the same anymore. Like you're not gonna think like a normal person anymore." And she was right. <laughs> That's like, it's like enlightening but terrifying. Like, I, I really hope I like this shit. <laughs> it's very very true. See, so yeah, they, they, I, I would, I think Eddie Kingston and company probably do see, you know wrestling differently that's why i liked when like i don't know if they didn't really have it but i know espn has um or had like little specials where with kobe or with Payton where they break down film and i would love for like wwe or like aw to have like a session of that where they would like break down break down a wrestling match where we were the people that are in it or like someone who's like like I have like the Undertaker break down a wrestling match, and like filming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Like I feel like that would be dope to watch. Entertaining as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and just crazy stuff like that. So congratulations to FTR. Let's move on uh, to hey, Pac won something. <laughs> Very surprising. Uh, of all the people involved, yeah, Pac won the All Atlantic Championship, so he gets to represent all. Of the Atlantic Ocean, whatever that means in AEW. Cool. Yeah, so he beat the likes of he beat Miro, he beat Malachi, and then like, uh, um, it was just some dude from New Japan. I forget his name. He has a uh, big horn energy. I forgot his name too. Yeah, but he's like Hangman Adam Page, and mm-hmm. Adam Cole mushed into one person. That's scary. <laughs> That is very no, no, very sorry. Stupid. Hangman Adam Page and Jungle Boy mushed into one person. Interesting. Yeah, he had the look like he looks like both of them and wrestles like both of them. <laughs> very, very interesting. So, so match is great. The match is also really great. Really, I like the okay. finish. I wish Miro won because that guy is the best. Miro needs something to do, man. And we've said it before; he's not in any better position in AEW than he was in WWE. No, he's in like the exact same position. Yeah. Lana's doing better, and she's only on the in, on Instagram. All she needs. That's it's also, also also very true. Whatever highlights from NJPW from uh, Forbidden Door that I missed out on. These are only the, I know these are only like the title changes. Uh, the Fatal Four Way. How was that Fatal Four Way? Wild. Fucking wild. Yeah. Watch it. You'll love it. You will love it. Oh, uh, once once I once I heard the the combatants in the Fatal Four, I was like, oh. My God! The finish. <laughs> the finish was bizarre. Did that main event or not? No, main event was Mox. Uh, they, I think they botched okay. the finish a little bit, but the Fatal Four Way was fantastic. I Jay White retaining was the right call because he's well, yeah. Like if you have a situation where you're happy with three guys winning and you don't want the one guy to win, he should win. <laughs> because it's great heat, especially if he's a heel. That's just Lars Sullivan yeah. in a ladder match. But- Okada's won how many NWW world titles? Adam Cole winning is a long shot. <laughs> yeah. And so was Hang was it Hangman? Hangman. Hangman winning also like 
I would be damned if AEW just let Hangman go to NJPW as, their, as the NJPW champion. Like, yeah. Not going to happen. I always, Jay White's the right choice. I always forget that Orange Cassidy's a fucking amazing wrestler. Because <laughs> this match might have been my favorite match. because It was, it was him and Osprey, right? It was him and Osprey, And they just put on a clinic. Did he start out clinic. with a slow-mo bullshit or did he actually wrestle? He actually wrestled. He did slow-mo bullshit in the middle. Oh, okay. So he, he, like he, a, he, like, he did like the slow kicks to the head. The crowd, you know, mm-hmm. going, oh, oh, Osprey just looks up like, like the fuck. And then, <laughs> and then Orange flips him over and just kicks for real. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so it was a good turn of events. Um, Sting jumped off the stage again. I saw that. Uh, why, does, why is he obsessed with jumping off of things? I think he wants to die. It's got to be it. I think he just wants to die in the ring. Uh, he hulked up and no sold two super kicks, which is pretty great. <laughs> the young he is hulked up. Uh, the young bucks pandered to the crowd way too much again. Of course. Um, also, the, the end of the pay-per-view. Very bizarre. But I get it because uh, they're setting up for blood and guts. So, you know how Moxie's in blood and guts tonight, right? Because he's part of yeah. that team or whatever. So Jericho and Kingston had like their had their, their uh, advantage man advantage match to kick off the show. Another great match. Mm. Um, but at the end of the show, Moxley's busted up. Him and Tanahashi like both have a moment in the ring, and then Jericho hits the ring, and then like a brawl. Like a, a, the, the show goes off the air like, for like a five minute brawl. Like Eddie Kingston comes down, says, uh, and Claudio comes down, like mm. when Regal comes down, like they all come down, and they're. You know they're they're previewing blood and guts tonight. I was like, weird to plug your show on Wednesday to end a pay per view like this. Yeah, that's 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 an issue for me because I'm just like, you have this great, you have a it's a it's different, it's slightly different if it is your own show, but you are partnering with somebody else, another big name promotion. Mm, I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're true. That's true. You know, you're partnering with another big name promotion. Who's has a legacy of putting on great shows? You guys just put on a great joint pay per view, and now you're just gonna, you know, pretty much go into business for yourself. Yeah, not like that. But it's like you served me a three course meal, right? In this in this pay per view, the the last match was a cherry on top. It was great. Yeah. I was so happy, and then you started feeding me for the next day's food. And I was just like, well, wait, what? Hey, I'm not <laughs> yeah. hungry till Wednesday. You, that is, you know what that, that is, since AEW loves using the internet, that easily could have been an internet. That usually could have been something that they leaked, like a backstage fight. Yeah. Or something after the show. Yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't think it was necessary. No, I think you have Tanahashi and Moxie, two huge stars in both of their companies, have their moment, and that's how you end the show. Yeah, exactly. Shake hands, raise mm-hmm. hands, you know. Both in the yeah. corner, whatever you want to do, to, to kick confetti to kick off a successful show because the show was a massive success. Yeah, I want to see the buy rate. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if numbers were a little low. Sure, but the card was phenomenal. Yeah, I think they're gonna do it again next year. I think they should. I think they should. I think it should. They need to start. Picking different locations for this, for this stuff. Agreed. Although, although they do have to, you know, um, they went, I was going to say they have to, you know, keep in mind that, like, you know, it's they're still with people from Japan. They got to travel places. But, like, they just went to Chicago, so they don't really give a shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, they so, got to they gotta stop running Chicago so often. 
I mean, I get it. It makes them look like a million bucks, but yeah, go to Philly, man. Yeah, if they if they, if they can. Yeah, well, they they announced Philly. they're going back to uh, Arthur Ashe in the summer. I think August. Mm-hmm. Or even go to L.A. I think they do wonders in L.A. I think they they were just in L.A. No, for like this. Oh, for like Forbidden Door. Yeah, I'm sure they do great. Yeah, I think they do wonders in L.A. Uh, but that's all we got for NG, for NJPW and AEW. Let's go on to the reason that we actually have this show. Money for Remarks number whatever it is. I remember, what was it? It was five or six years ago. Who the fuck I knows? I think it's six. I think this is Money for Remarks six. Who knows? When uh, I was watching, we were watching Money in the Bank, um... And Dean Ambrose cashed in on Seth. The same night he won the briefcase. From, yeah, Dean Ambrose won the briefcase. Seth Rollins, a returning Seth Rollins from a crazy knee injury, beat Roman Reigns for the championship. Dean Ambrose then comes out and beats Seth Rollins for a championship. And, sh- and all S.H.I.E.L.D. members had the title all in one night. And then his career ended. Yeah, pretty much. But in then- WWE. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we, we, we did a show and that was episode 33. It's 33 or 36. It was in the thirties. Yeah, it was in the thirties. As in, and here we are 160 something episodes. 260, later. 260, 260. Yeah. It was like 260 episodes fucking later. Yeah. We're still here. Money in the bank. So it's kind of like our anniversary show where the original trilogy, which is, Myself, Will, and Dave, but no longer Dave, uh, which we'll probably talk to you in Dark Side of the Kings. Uh, but we, we did our first show, and if you ever listen to that audio, do not ever listen to that audio because it's horrible. I'll find it. We'll pass <laughs> yeah. it on the microphone. It's in SoundCloud. Yeah, I, it's really... I sound. <laughs> I hear my voice back now. I say, that, that can't be what I really sounded like. <laughs> Blame the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all things Money in the Bank. It is one of our favorite pay per views up here, just based on. The inherent unpredictability of the show. Multiple people going for one briefcase. And even if they get the briefcase, they can lose the briefcase. They can cash in that night. They can cash in at another time. It just, it sets the tone for the rest of the year. And who might, who might be next in line as the new top man and or woman in the company. I know Will and I went to probably one of the most controversial Money in the Bank pay-per-views of all time when it Rock like and Mustafa, Bailey, baby. <laughs> where Bailey won and then cashed in later on Char and that re that re energized Bailey's career. It did it saved her career. And she turned yeah. and she turned heel. And it was great. I loved it. Um I, I miss heel Bailey so much. Um and then it was also the same night where Mustafa Ali's career essentially ended. <laughs> he was about to get that briefcase. And Brock almost got a lawsuit from a fan in a ladder. <laughs> and that Brock entrance came down like a fucking madman. But we got we got Brock in the bank. We got Boombox Brock. Dude, it was which, so awesome. Which at a time would have been my favorite Brock until Cowboy Brock appeared years later. Yeah. The venue was a little weird though. It was a small building, it was a college basketball week, like was a D2 yeah. college basketball or something? No, D1, Holmes. D1? It's just an old arena. Yeah, the food wasn't that good either. Food sucked, yeah. I was like, oh, college, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was just an old arena. But I don't... Money in the Bank is just a fun time. And usually the ladder matches the liver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
usually deliver. So, I mean, I, it's, I'm always very excited. It's so good I have my own money in the bank briefcase that I hold all my, all my precious WWE memorabilia in. It is a great time. So let's go on to the first Money in the Bank match, which still isn't actually set because there's still a mystery seventh member for the men's Money in the Bank. We have Seth Drippin' Rollins, Drew McIntyre, almost Sheamus, Sami Zayn, and Matt fucking Riddle, who I don't understand yeah, it how he's sense. in this match. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if he cannot even cash in on Roman, because we all know Roman's going to fucking win on SummerSlam. Um... Like I, I just don't get it. Um, why he's in there? I think he's a fake out because he's, he's the most popular person, and I never think the most popular person wins Money in the Bank. Correct. You know they're trying. Um, they're, they're trying really hard to keep this guy relevant. They just make him do Randy stuff. They make him. They're giving him the Randy move set, which I don't like. It only works if Randy's there. Yeah, it's it's weird that he does it. Um, but my question is, number one, who's the who's the last entrant? Let's see, we got Raw, 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 SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. So it's an even. Uh, I'm gonna say Damian Priest. Ooh, that's a good one. That's good. You know who I'm gonna say? Ben Balor. No. And his name is John Cena. Won't they have announced it by now? Isn't it, isn't pay-per-view this Sunday? Yeah, but this is this is as of Monday night. This is everybody who's qualified as of Monday. It's possible. So it, it could well John Cena just showed up on Raw for his twentieth year, which is fucking nuts, which means Brock's been in wrestling for almost twenty years on and off. Randy mm-hmm. and Batista, mm-hmm. all the all the same class, by the way. Well, Randy's twenty years is a few months ago. Remember? Yeah, but again, still all the same class. Yeah. Of OBW people, but I can say that. <laughs> Ooh, Matt Ritter thinks it might be Edge. I was thinking Edge too, but why? Nostalgia, ultimate opportunist. It can be Edge, and you know, Judgment Day could could fuck up Edge. I guess. You know, um, like I, it could be John Cena. John Cena gets his way into the to the SummerSlam triple, makes it the SummerSlam triple threat. I'd be cool with that. I mean, that that match needs something. Some spice, like a like like a triple threat last man standing match sounds. Bonkers. Sounds con- look sounds really confused. What if two guys are down for the count? Or what if only one guy is down for the count and two guys are standing? Eliminate. It have to be last man standing elimination. That sounds even worse. It sounds like an hour long match of calamity. Yeah, I, I'm gonna pass on that. That sounds too complicated for WWE. You know, it could be Edge. It could be Cena. I don't know who else would be your seventh person. With somebody that you have that we haven't really thought of. You know what I would like for it to be, or I like for them to hold a spot for. Well, I would have liked it probably years before this if they held a spot for NXT. So, like, you know how in the Rumble they usually give a spot to an NXT person. Yeah. I would love like I never have the NXT person win or have it be rare, but 
hold that last qualifying spot for an NXT talent. That would have been cool, like six, a couple years ago, five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I would have put Carmelo Hayes in here. Yeah, in theory, sure. But NXT is just so irrelevant. Who knows what happened? I did hear a rumor about Triple H, quote unquote, is back in NXT. He is back, but it's just like too little, too late, pal. Well, it's a matter of if he's back, is he even do what is his role yeah. that he's back? That's a big question. But regardless of mystery person, I think I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. You know what? I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. <laughs> Just for no reason. Honestly, if they gave it to Sammy, I couldn't be mad because I'm like, I want Sammy to win a world title, but that to be half screwing over Roman. Yeah, yeah, he, he's dude, he's gonna win Money in the Bank and lose the briefcase and conspiracy theory all over again. <laughs> gonna go re conspiracy theory, Sammy Zayn. Yeah, dude, why not? You could put Kevin Owens in this one too. You could put Kevin Owens in there. But I'm going to go with Seth because, in my mind, Seth is the most believable character to dismantle Roman. And end his reign. Agreed. I don't think Seth needs money in the bank to challenge Roman. He doesn't, but it's just that extra... You know what it is? It's it's playing the mind game with Roman because he can be like, well, I cashed it on Roman once. It's true. It works. You're right. <laughs> I can do it again. Here's Jamie Noble and Joy Murphy to make sure I can do it. <laughs> well, no, he didn't have them. Well, no, well, he ran out. He didn't have them. So, but I, I like that whole like he Seth can come in at any time, any place, anywhere, and because he's so erratic to begin with, yeah, it could work out. So I'm gonna go with Seth. Will's gonna go with Sami Zayn. So <laughs> Did I hope he wins now? If Sammy wins, I'm I'm gonna fucking text you and be like, you fucking asshole. I'm gonna manifest it. I really hope you don't. Moving on to the women here. Come the women who has a fully loaded uh card and not a mystery person, because that last spot was taken by Becky Lynch this past Monday. So Becky finally got in. She'll be up against Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel. Rodriguez, uh, Raquel, yeah, Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Gonzalez. Um, Lacey Evans, Asuka, and Shotzi are in this field. And honestly, if it's not Becky Lynch, I would love to see Shotzi. But I'm going to go with Becky here. I'm going to go with Becky as well. It's the safe bet. Uh, money in the Becks or Becks in the Bank just writes itself. Yeah, Becks in the Bank. Um... I also like the idea of having her and Seth both have the briefcases. Yeah. It's like the Bangs couple. I also think Becky Lynch is probably the best character in, in WWE right now. I disagree. I think I, I don't like Becky Lynch right now. Well, based on her dedication. So you didn't watch Raw, correct? No, I did not. So they started off Raw with John Cena walking through everybody backstage. I saw Becky was just like pissed off. I saw that picture. Yeah. And I was like, brilliant. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. After she won the match, because uh, they, the, they were the main event, Becky went up to a fan. Um, There's a fan in the front row that had a sign that said, Beck's No Belts. 
So we had ladders all over because it's Money in the Bank week. So Becky got up on a ladder, took the sign, and ripped it, <laughs> ripped it up, That's and really then funny. walked backstage. That's funny. Dude, it's, I, I, like, I, I used to like the promos. Her in-ring work is better than ever. She looks great. I love the hair. She sells like a million bucks. She sells she's like a, a million great... bucks. She does. Yeah. She makes that up. She's trying her hardest to make her opponent look just as good as she is. Yeah. It's just when she when she speaks in the you ring. You don't like the emo? You don't like the emo-ish? I don't like the... <gasps> like, I don't... It's just... I never noticed the heavy breathing. Oh, like that... Ah! Like this... <laughs> like the noises she makes. Would you rather have Asuka do a promo? Oh, yeah. I love her promos. I hate her promos, but they're they're amazing. I think I think Becky needs to dial back her promos a little bit, the way she talks. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything else she does is ten out of ten. So she's probably like a twenty-seven on the Bret Hart scale right now. She probably is. She probably she's doing great character work, which is hard to say. I mean, I still think the man Becky Lynch is the best Becky Lynch version ever. Definitely, but in terms of character, this probably is her best character. Yeah, like it's like it's it's because you like the man is is her with confidence. Mm-hmm. This is this like oh you're actually doing something you're doing something completely different than who you are. You're like you're trying to do something different. Yeah, and the it, I don't know if it's just because she's with Seth or, but they have in the past couple of years they do really well with transitioning from character to character like Messiah Seth, and like Drip God Seth Rollins are essentially the same character, but there's there's a couple of nuances that make them completely different. Yeah, he just laughs and he wears funny suits. That's it. <laughs> That's the tweak. And it's a whole new character. It's like, what's the difference between... He dances, he dances more as... Uh, yeah. He dances more now. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's the difference between uh, Judas Jericho and the wizard Chris Jericho? Makeup? Nothing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. Chris Jericho is stretching on how I see me, how much to reinvent himself. He's reaching. <laughs> like, dude, just 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 be like the uh, or like Champion, whoever you were as then. Just be that Jericho. It's the same thing. Speaking of Jericho, this is very interesting as well. Um, so they had a lot of people do like video dedications to John Cena. So they aired Jericho, Big Show, oh. and who else? Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan, yeah. Man, good on TK for letting that happen. Good on both parties. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um which it's it's still pretty crazy. I was like, wow, John Cena's that respected in in pro wrestling as a whole. Uh, dude, TK's is that much Little of a mark. <laughs> <laughs> he probably go, Fitz, can I send some guys some videos for John Cena? He's like my favorite. It was probably Tony's idea. Tony called W was like, Hey, I got an idea for you guys. I'll give you my guys. Do a jump for John Cena, because it's the right thing to do. And Nick Collins is like, got it. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Speaking of which, before I'll I'll have to show you the video. They came out with a limited edition John Cena championship belt. Of course they did. Yeah, it comes in a giant padlock from like his word life days. That's really funny. I'll show you the video. They debuted it. There's one of five hundred. Of these made. It's a custom belt. I looked at it. I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. But out of, out of winners, I would say Becky. If not Becky, my dark horse would be Shotzi. But it sure as hell isn't Liv Morgan. It sure as hell not Liv Morgan. My dark horse is Lacey Evans. Yeah, it'd be a shame to have all that hoopla for Lacey to get absolutely nothing. <laughs> 
It's a shame. But yeah, Lib doesn't have a story unless she's losing. I hope people realize that. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> like she doesn't like she'll lose. She'll win the small ones and then she'll lose. Dude, they're gonna just give them the women's tag team champions without a tournament. Her and her and Alexa. And they're gonna be the most boring tag team in the history of tag teams. That's a shame. Ernest and LaFawn are gonna have more charisma than these two together. <laughs> it's uh it's just bad. Bad all around. But yeah, let's go team Bex here. Bex in the bank. I need sh- I, I need Shotzi too, Matt Ritter. Um Oh, he he goes with me. Go with Lacey. Yeah. Dark, Dark Horse. Yeah. As a first. Yeah. Shots. Uh, they've. Before we move on, I just hope that they allow Shotzi to be Shotzi at some point down the road. Because they're like trying to force her to be a heel, but I'm just like, she's not really a bad person. She's really stupid and silly. <laughs> she rides around in a mini tank. Like, let her ride around in her tank. Oh, oh, I like this, right? So this we gotta keep it so Matt Ritter just said <laughs> if Shotzi wins, I'll do my money in the bank recap topless and better be on video too. Obviously. Oh it is on I mean, video, yeah. yeah what, what's the point of going topless off. on audio only? Bottomless <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> I'm gonna hold him to it. I'm gonna message him on Xbox, be like, You promised. Uh but anyway, let's move on from the woman's money in the bank to the raw women's championship, Bianca versus Carmella because Skip. Rhea Ripley's really injured? Apparently it's like brain related? I don't know, dude. Honestly, I have no idea. I had to take a concussion and they didn't want to say concussion so they went with a brain injury. Yeah, I would have said concussion. I would have said concussion. You know what? <laughs> I would have lied and said COVID. <laughs> so I have no idea. I know last week I was joking on saying Frankie Prego. Uh, I, I have no idea. I just really hope she's okay. Yeah, because I was really looking forward to Bianca Rhea. Yeah, it's a great match. You know, um, and what Bianca said, even though you didn't, um, even though you didn't watch Raw, Bianca said on Monday, like, you know, Carmella's, Carmella's talented in the ring, but she, like, there's something else about her, but like it's not clicking with Carmella. Which is true. Carmella's talented. Like she's she's got the look. She's got a great move set. But I think it's what Alexa Bliss said a couple weeks ago. She can never do anything by herself. You know, and as as Ritter saying as our third guest, as he's pretty much saying, Carmella does turn it on when she needs to. But I feel like Carmella's just not consistent. And they're never going to let Carmella go over Bianca. She's had good matches. Carmella has, yeah. It depends. Honestly, Car- Carmella can't carry a match. She never learned. No, she never she learned how to follow. lead. She never learned she how to follow, lead. Follow, yeah. Which, which isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just, you know, you can be in spots, but you, know, you got to be with the right dancing partner. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I remember, and I feel like I remember she had a good match with Sasha. She has had good, she had good matches with uh, Sasha, Charlotte. Yeah, I just don't remember when she had the good match with Sasha, but I remember and, that there was one. And, and and that's it. Sasha and Charlotte. Which, again, she was kind of carried. I don't remember any matches with Bailey. Hmm, maybe. But, yeah. 
But like, yeah, no, she she's a she's a good partner, but she's like you said, she's not a good lead. And to be a champion, you have to be able to lead. Yeah, she's she is a great divon. Mmm, that's a good analogy. It's a good analogy. She doesn't do the what's up though, but yeah. We can try. Uh but yeah, Bianca wins, consensus. Oh duh. Yeah, alright. Moving on. This con this Yeah, what the oh, fuck is going on this, here? There's something weird with this. Okay. So It's, it's like they fucked and they just don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> they don't want to tell TJ. Yeah. <laughs> or or Matt Brown, whatever the hell his name is. Like it's Matt I Brown. I feel like Brown. these guys these two secretly had an affair with each other and now they're fighting about it. Well, Natty trained Ronda when Ronda was first getting. I mean, into they're the they're like best friends in real life, so I'm I yeah. bet having a having a ball with this. Probably, but the stuff I've seen online is bizarre. Yeah, I mean, heel Natty is the best version of Natty because I don't like happy go lucky Natty, but this one seems like she's trying to. It's like she came out as Ronda last week on SmackDown. Ew. Like dressed as Ronda, and she came, she carried uh she was carrying a um. What what do you carry babies in? I don't fucking know. I don't a carriage. Know yeah, she she brought out a carriage. It was like doing her best Ronda impression, and then Ronda came out and just mic checked her, and they got into a huge brawl and stuff. And then just ah, something's not hitting. I know Ronda's not a strong baby face. Natty's not doing her best heel work. Yeah, I just haven't watched SmackDown, so I just don't care. It's it's weird, and I mean, if there is anything to be said about. A, a, a bad, a, like a storyline going wrong. Is like, Natty's only a position because Sasha and Naomi aren't there. Yes, correct. You know, and I think this is just them doing the best they can <laughs> with what they have. Well, dude, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go back to this every now and then until it gets resolved. You know, Sasha and Naomi had a goal of elevating the tag women's tag titles as well as the women's division. Well. I think it was just the women's tag titles. We were tag titles, but, you know, every woman is having their overarching goal is women elevating the division, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, this isn't helping. Well, not having the titles on, not having the titles and them also not being there aren't helping. Yeah, but it's, it's also not helping any other woman on the divi- on the roster. It's not, well, yeah, it's because... not helping storylines. It's like, this is, the, both women's matches right now is skip, skip. Women's matches skip. You know it makes it worse, even because it's not just if it was Sasha and Naomi being out. That's one thing I haven't seen. You haven't seen Sasha. You haven't seen Naomi. You haven't seen Charlotte. Is not around too. Bailey has yet to return. A lot of yeah. your, a lot of your stalwarts of your division, are just nowhere to be fucking found. Yeah. Right now, Selena Vega hasn't even been on TV, but like you know she's. She's Zelina Vega, but, like, she's still somewhat of a presence. Like, their roster is depleted of the women. Like, I think all the women we've shown is everybody that's active, besides Nikki A.S.H. Yeah, and Dewdrop. And, and, and Shayna yeah. Baszler. And Aaliyah. Uh, I heard Aaliyah got sent back down to the PC. Hilarious. Where she belongs. Shayna's uh, a shame that she's not in Money in the Bank. Dude, it, it's, such a, it's such a shame. Like... Because I can see Shayna being a great Money in the Bank teaser, and then like Shayna needs Money in the Bank to reinvigorate her career. 
Like, yes. could you imagine yeah. Shayna winning? Could you imagine Shayna winning and cashing it on Ronda? Yeah, it's going on a fucking tear. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of things they can do, but I think it's, it's like a common issue, especially in, well, I'm going to say specific to wrestling, is that it's kind of hard to push them to the moon because, you know, they're in that age where they want to have kids. And it's, that happens to be the prime of their career. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Ronda was gone for two years. Lacey was gone for a year. Becky was gone for a year. Yeah. And some of these other women might want to leave and have kids. You're like, Natty doesn't have a kid. Maybe, no. maybe Natty wants a kid. Maybe she doesn't want a kid. I don't know. But, like, Bailey, you know, she, she can have a kid pretty soon if she wants. If she needs to find the man. Yeah. She's not a, yeah. You know, Sasha, Charlotte, you know. And Sasha's married. You know, maybe she wants a kid. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like... Naomi it's, and the Usos. It's it's yeah. it's tough to book around something like that. Yeah, because I mean, all the women, at, all the women think the same thing. I don't want to get pregnant in my career, and they get pregnant on an accident, and then you know yeah. what are you gonna do? Well, look what happened to Maurice. Even though Maurice yeah. wasn't active to begin with, but like Maurice, Ms. Maurice have two wonderful kids, you know. But Maurice is only gonna be doing sparing pop ups here and there. Yeah. You know. Yep. And Maurice is another. Maurice isn't. Maurice is a wrestler. She's a. She's an okay wrestler, but like, that's also another asset you could use to build characters or like build around somebody. But she's not there. You know, you can't use it. Right. It's also it's also hard to like plan for those. Like it's it's hard it's hard to like book a talent like that when you know. Yeah. They could just be gone for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. It, it, it's a conundrum that the wrestling world hasn't been able to figure out because wrestling is just a very labor-inducive and time-consuming profession. Yeah, and you and you don't get that in like other th- maybe other maybe other women's sports, but like you don't get that like you know you don't see like accountants. <laughs> yeah, well, other women's sports have breaks. You know, that's like, true. That's true. Basketball has an off season. Yeah. Baseball has it. Softball has an off season. <laughs> a lot of you know. a lot of female fighters are lesbians, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they still adopt. Like UFC has yeah, multiple off seasons. Yeah, Amanda Nunes and her and her partner or wife, whatever they adopted, mm-hmm. they had a kid recently. Or, and uh, what is it? UFC has multiple off seasons because fighters aren't fighting all the damn time because it's fucking dangerous <laughs> to do that. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, because it hurts. That's why they get paid millions of dollars. Or actually, to, like, Amanda do... Amanda Nunes part uh, part of might have done a bit of surrogate. It's one or the other. Gotcha. But I know they just had a kid recently, like within the past year or two. Yeah. So it, it's hard when WWE is a year long business. Yeah. You know, which is one of the reasons why I, years ago I had the ideas that, like, wrestling in general should be some sort of seasonal. Or wrestlers should be able to do, like, a, essentially seasons. There should be seasons of wrestling. Yeah, I think that's what we're seeing with Roman right now. Roman's in the offseason. Yeah. You know, obviously you're the main champion. I don't think you should be in the offseason. But, like, still, for other people, there should be, like, seasonal shit. Uh, Charlotte, too. Charlotte's also in the offseason. Charlotte got married, so it's, it's hard. But Andrade's back. Adam so. Cole's also in the offseason. Adam Cole's actively in the offseason. <laughs> Putting on great matches, though. Putting great programs. Very, very true. Let's move on to the other matches on the card. Austin Theory, the next biggest thing in WWE. We've been we've known this for years. Doing his best work. He cut a savage promo against Cena, by the way. I hope he keeps the belt. It was fucking awesome. I really hope against, he keeps the belt. Against Bobby Lashley. It's going to be a fun match. I'm excited. I'm very excited. 
I'm excited because, like we said before, this is this is indie character Austin Theory. Yeah, dude, it's just and it's. it's I'm telling you, it's tweaked a little bit for the for kids. Like kids definitely hate this fucking guy. Yeah, if I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. I, dude. If I was a kid, I'd hate this guy. If I was a parent, I would hate this guy. Mm-hmm. It's anyone who isn't those two things love this guy. It's, yeah. So he's so good he's at it. He's so too. talented. <laughs> and Bobby Lashley's doing great too. Yeah, on his own, he's doing a great job. He's doing great. I'm, I'm, ex- I, I think this match is going to do good, especially if the rumors are true that Theory's going up against Cena soon. Um, and this is a good measuring stick for him. Yeah, dude. Honestly, twenty years time. I think you'll make the comparison that John Cena is going to be Kurt Angle, Austin Theory is going to be John Cena. I think they're going to. I'm fine with that. I think they're going to recreate that moment. Austin Theory mm. loses, goes back and shakes like I don't know whose whose hand does he shake? <laughs> Not Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Undertaker shows up again. No bad. He comes yeah. up as American badass. <laughs> bad kid. Yeah, and then, and then theory smacks him. Oh, oh, yeah, that would yeah, be the, that would be a moment. <laughs> You'd probably hear the entire locker room gasp as they watch it on TV. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be a moment. But yeah, that's awesome. Theory's awesome. Theory's your next guy. Love him or hate him. Most of you hate him, but there's a reason for it because he's good. Every time I see theory, I'm not gonna lie. I see every time I see theory, I think AR Fox. And where the fuck is AR Fox? He's smoking weed in the boom right now. <laughs> he just never left. Queens. Never left Queens. <laughs> because like everybody in AR Fox's training circle has gone on to be an AEW or WWE, except for AR Fox. And I, I would assumed, I would have assumed by now, AR Fox would have shown up in AEW. It's, it's gotta be. It has to be a drug thing. That's my best guess. It's not a talent thing because AR Fox is one it of is the craziest. It is most definitely talent. not a talent thing, and it probably, yeah. depending on the drug, shouldn't be a drug thing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I know, only thing I could smell is the weed because you could smell AR Fox from a mile fucking away. And I dude, I, something tells me AR Fox definitely loves some coke. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just assuming based off nothing. Yeah. AR Fox loves cocaine. Yeah, that is one. Dude, that I would do cocaine of, with AR Fox. <laughs> That is one of the that's one of the mysteries of of the current wrestling thing is where the fuck is AR Fox? I thought you say where's the coke? No, 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 no. It's like no, where is AR Fox? Because like I, here's the thing: I want to see AR just like Eddie Kingston. I want to see AR Fox get his national due on TV. He is on the network because he was part of the Evolve, you know, ten year anniversary in Philly. Um, but he needs to be on. His talent is too good not to be on TV. Yes, agreed. You know, said the same thing about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is finally getting his due in the right place. Like, he's in the right place for his character. And I think AEW would be the right place for AR Fox. Maybe he doesn't Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe. You know. Although, we got Ritter saying, Jericho's team is doing a clockwork orange cosplay, but in all red, and I might need to turn on my TV. <laughs> I love that movie. God, he's bringing back his NGPW, Jericho. Let's move on. Uh, to be the biggest the final match on the card that we know of so far, we got a tag team match, unified tag team championship match. Uh, the 
the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, versus the Street Profits, and I believe the Street Profits won the match, or Montez Ford won his match on Monday against main event Jay Uso, and may get to pick a potential stipulation. Fact of the matter is, this could kick off the show, although I think one of the money in the big ladder match is going to kick off the show. Now, this I match, think, has, this say, match has the potential to be bonkers. I'd say this kicks off, then women's money in the bank. Hmm. Okay. But this match has a potential to be absolutely insane if they give them time. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a great match. I mean, these four, all four of these guys are insanely talented, especially Montez Ford. Montez yeah. Ford, I don't even know what you do with him right now, but he's just, as long as he's on TV and he's constantly there and. He is an upper mid Carter in the making. Dude, he is everything WWE would want yeah. in a talent. Super marketable, super mm-hmm. likable, great with the press. Ex Marine. Ex Marine, great in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's going to be an amazing heel. Like he is crazy athletic. He is. He checks all every single. He's tall. He's he's massive. He che- he's <laughs> Bianca's husband. That's, yeah. that's a box. Yeah. That's a box. Yeah, that's a box. Yeah. Like he is everything. Yeah. I oh man. Yeah, it's like I, I knew I knew he was I knew he was golden when he took that baby from the crowd. Remember that scene? Remember yeah, that and, he, and he didn't get fired. Yeah, <laughs> he took the white if baby. That, if that lady complained, his oh, career fired. is over. <laughs> but now that part, that's part of the opening video package. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Someone planted that baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I wonder when do you break up the street park because they're so good and their jerseys are so creative. It's hard because, like, I don't know if Dawkins survives without Montez. A- absolutely not. He is a Tucker very quickly. <laughs> he is a Marty Jannetty just looking for glass to be thrown through. <laughs> Which is a shame because Dawkins is also a really good talent. He just doesn't have the the, the mic skills that but Montezza, but like they complement each other so well that I don't want to see him break up, but like I want to see him break up. Dude, you could roll the dice and give him that that Seth Rollins authority gimmick where he's just super serious and all mean. It's hmm. it's a stretch. I think Tez would do it way better, but I think Ford could do it. Montez, Montez Ford, Ford sorry, Dawkins. Dawkins. I think Dawkins, Dawkins yeah. could do it. It's possible. He would have to be someone's heavy, essentially. That's Is him. what you'd be guarding with. Yeah. yeah. I think he'd have to, you know, be someone's heavy. Like, oh. Maybe even, like, a heavy for Roman is the only person I see him. Now, Roman is the heavy. For. Well, Paul's the heavy, please. <laughs> Paul's the wise man. Wise man. <laughs> um... But he'd almost have to be a heavy, like just doesn't speak much, but like, like he he talks with his force in the ring. Yeah. Great. Know, I'm, Another almost. <laughs> no, I better speak. Than, I like I'm, but you can also just make Dawkins super silly. You could just make it like Funkasaurus silly. Not fun. No, too silly. Too silly. Too silly. Yeah, too silly. Uh, like he joins the New Day silly. Not that so. Right, so you remember like the early Street Profits like promos where like Montez Ford would be going off and dogs would be like yeah and so and so to kind of like yeah speak out of con- like I want something like that. We'd be like Rosebud silly. 
Hmm. More serious, but kind of in the same range. Okay, I'm getting closer. Yeah. Uh, too cool, silly. Dial it back a little. Dude, how much <laughs> fucking silly can I'm going ranges of silly here. Throw me a bone. What kind of silly? I mean he's he's like a he's like a smooth talking silly. Okay. Like if you actually pay attention to what he's saying, you're like, that makes no fucking sense. Like a godfather silly. Yes. <laughs> okay, there <it> <laughs> yeah, there it is. That, yeah, that that's what it is. I cannot wait for this because I I cannot wait for this tag match. I think the Usos retain just because they're just too good of a talent right now. Yeah, of course. You know, but they're decorated. Yeah, they're too, they're too, they're probably the most decorated tag team in WWE outside of yeah outside of a New Day. Like I would put, I would love to see in a fantasy world the Usos versus FTR. Yeah. That's the Wrestle Kingdom match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a Forbidden Door match. That's Forbidden Door to unify all the tag titles. <laughs> the literal tag team championships of the world. So many belts. Like, put, put all the belts on the line. Like they're, Just drop them in the middle of the like ring. Because like, their arms and legs are strapped with belts. <laughs> Just waddling down to the ring. Can you imagine the referee having to hold up all those belts? No. Just <laughs> on a forklift. Just raise... Yeah, right. That's a real championship scramble. Put all the put all the titles hanging. Yeah, dude, it's just a <laughs> giant ladder match. Whoever grabs just... the most titles yeah. wins. Yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. But yeah, I and I will say this, and you guys can quote me on this. Montez Ford has the greatest frog splash in the history of wrestling. It's up there. It's not even close it's, for me. It's but when it's all said and done, I will agree with you. <laughs> but he gets so high, the extension is perfect, and he lands mm -hmm. like a feather. Such grace. Yeah. So, and that's gonna win him an intercontinental title, and I'll be. And if he's lucky, that's winning him a world title. I hope so. Like that's a moment WWE can capture ever. His frog splash winning a world title at a big four. The place will go insane. Absolutely insane. So, folks, that's all we have for Money in the Bank. It's a, it's a pretty simple card. It is coming up this Saturday, not Sunday. Saturday, live from Las Vegas. Originally, it was supposed to be at Allegiant Stadium, but due to the fact that Thank I don't God know Thank God that's not happening, because <laughs> this card is not what it should have been. Yeah, I mean, Cody's injured and all of that stuff, so Cody's only the big draw for Legion Stadium, but then WWE also messed up and forgot that <gasps> UFC's in town that same night, because UFC 2-something is that night, uh, headlined by Israel Adesanya, and that motherfucker's a draw. Style, <laughs> style Bender is yeah. such a draw, and UFC owns Las Vegas. Yeah, so the event has been moved to the MGM Grand Arena, smaller, significantly, but it's still going to happen. Uh, so I'm interested to see what the draw is going to be. I'm interested to see how this event's going to go out. And I'm probably going to try to simultaneously also watch UFC at the same time to see how this pans out. But I believe if the event starts around 7 or 8, they might actually finish before the UFC main card. Main card? Main card's a 10 for UFC. Ooh, you will, you'll, get, you'll catch the main event? Yeah. An hour into... UFC will probably be start of the third fight. 
pending any knockouts. Yeah. Pending any, well, even with dude, even with knockouts, I don't know. Honestly, dude, I have no idea how UFC. Like, if I was going to talk to someone about production UFC, like, how do you time out the show? Because you know, if every, you if every, don't. if every, no, I'm saying it's like if you can't, because you can't predict knockouts, right? No, you can't. So you got a time that every fight's going to be three or five rounds, mm-hmm. right? If you get a first round knockout in in the first two minutes, you know you got to fill that extra like fifteen minutes. It's a lot. Of, with, you know, with, I would with I would hate what? to be a sideline. Rep- I would hate to be a sideline reporter. Yeah, you're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, how do you do that? Or or and concurrently, right? Like if you have all this stuff planned, and and the mm-hmm. fight goes three rounds, three rounds, and the next thing you know, it's the main event. What do you cut? I, I don't know. Like the 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 timing of a UFC pay per view must be fucking wild. Yeah, and you know what's really crazy? I just thought about this. If I were if I were, like, had all the riches in the world, and I knew money in the bank, and, and I would only miss, like, the first couple of, first hour of the UFC main card, because let's be real, UFC, that UFC arena, wherever they're at, doesn't get filled until, like, 11 Eastern. No, it's usually filled for the main like, card. Was it UFC what? 276? I don't know. Whatever the one that Adesanya is doing. But, no, for, for like, the undercard? Yeah, it's 276. Undercard... Like, Oh, you got Volkanovski, Max Holloway. You got Sean Strickland. This is a stacked card, dude. You got but Bobby like, Lawler fighting. But, like, here's the thing. You got Sugar Sean O'Malley fighting. You got right, Nisha Tate fighting. Bro, this card. Nisha Tate's the main card, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got canceled. They got canceled. I forgot I got canceled. They canceled Nisha Tate? Yeah. They got canceled, I think, two days ago. Damn. Dude, this card is fucking stacked. Sugar Sean O'Malley is fucking nuts. You know what it is, but like here's the thing, I could risk missing the undercard to go watch Money in the Bank if I was in Vegas, and then just leave to go see the main card of UFC. Oh yeah, I think you, you could essentially you, do if two if in bought, both nights. You bought tickets for both. Yeah, you could literally do two in both nights, which is fucking wild. But I bet you someone's gonna do it. Uh, and Cowboy was supposed to fight uh, Jim Miller. No, okay, no, Cowboy was to fight someone else on the main card, I think, and that got bumped. Now he's fighting mm. Jim Miller on the uh, pre- the prelims. Ooh. Even the prelims aren't too bad, dude. You got I mean, Cowboy needs to retire. Yeah, but I mean, it's Vegas, so they're always going to show up for Vegas. Yeah. Oh, you Uriah Hall's fighting on the early. What the fuck is with this card? <laughs> Uriah Hall is fighting on the early prelims. Really? Yeah. What the fuck is up, bro? That's crazy. T-Mobile yeah, Arena. And- T-Mobile Arena, one of the best arenas in the uh, in the nation, according to many people. But let's get back to Money in the Bank. How how good do you think this paper will be? Let's crown it. I'll give it a seven and a half. I'm going seven point five. I think the women's matches are predictable. The Money in the Bank is always unpredictable. Um, yeah, I'm here for the Money in the Bank ladder matches. I really don't care. Uh, and Austin Theory and Lashley. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's just background noise where I'll be annoying Jasmine. The tag matches, I think, will be a shit ton of fun. Yeah, that too. I should say that as well. It's gonna be fun to watch, but I don't really. It doesn't. I know who's gonna win. Yeah, I want to interested to see what the setup is, how we're gonna do it, you know. And I do think if they redo Vegas again in a couple of years, make sure it's not on the UFC night, so you can actually make money in the bank, the big event that you wanted it to be. Yeah, it's just that's that's what you got. No, it's just bad timing. No yeah, 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 yeah. Because money in the bank should be. And can be an arena show. Like, another, I mean, it can be a stadium, stadium. show. Yeah. 
I do like a small stadium. Those exist. Yeah. Look, it, it can be a same show. Like, I would also love to see Money in the Bank at UBS Arena because I think that's a perfect arena for it. Yeah, what if they? I'd love to see like a SummerSlam in Fenway Park, and then make the Green Monster the Jumbotron. <laughs> There's no that'd way that would work, dude. That'd be so hard to do. That building is so old. All of- all of those obstructed views. Yeah, dude, that'd be a fucking nightmare. It's, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Vince would be like, what shape is this and why? <laughs> I would love it. I would I would love the idea of SummerSlam and baseball parks. They could do City Field. Open it. City Field would be beautiful. That's an easy commute for everybody. Just take the fucking train. Fuck yeah, dude. I can hop on the bus, hop on a 7 train. <laughs> easy peasy. I'm there in 45 minutes. In fact, I might be going to the Mets game next week. And then you can go to the fucking McFadden's bar, which is connected right to the fucking, um, right to the stadium. Good old McFadden's. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with the briefcases. And who doesn't love a good multi-man ladder match? A lot of fun. A lot of oohs and ahs and the fuck is going on and, here. And ow. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you Shotzi's taking the biggest bump out of anybody. Yeah, dude, Shotzi, Shotzi and Riddle are taking the biggest bumps. Yeah, because Shotzi's out of her fucking mind. Do you remember the Evolve 10th anniversary where she fucking did a tope suicida to shit, I think? She just wanted to hit somebody, but she made it so she fell into a pile of chairs. I don't. I don't remember that. She blooded herself up. It was fucking great. Good for her. Um, yeah, that's how Shotzi does things. Uh, so, yeah, 7.57. This is going to be big because this will also then tell you what's going to happen in a couple of weeks when we have to come back and do SummerSlam. Yep. Because that you have Money in the Bank um, at the beginning of July, July 2nd. And then SummerSlam is literally like four weeks after that. Oh, Fred, you got a housewarming party? You're not going to invite us? Wow, Fred, you're not inviting us to your housewarming party? Wow. Got, well, no, he said he said got a company on the weekend. Is it a date, Fretz? You got Netflix Are and you, chill? Are you going to fretzel her pretzel? Oh. Are you going oh. to sleep? That's <laughs> what the kids call these days, right? Sleep? Oh, my God. Claudia and Hague are getting We the People chance. That's pretty great. No. Are they, they really getting We the People chance? That's pretty great, Fretz. I'm glad you told me that. It makes me happy. <laughs> Although, I, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a very, very um, infectious chant. Dude, we the people. It was just the best music. It was. It's good. It was great. Yeah, secretly xenophobic, but hey. Oh, it's his cousin. Hey, friends, those could still be a housemate party or dates, depending on what part of the country you're in. Well, good thing you're not from West Virginia. That would be a wild threesome. What? Fred's his cousin and his aunt. You, <laughs> what part of Pornhub have you been on lately? <laughs> Not the right one, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, folks, it's time to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, so, because I think we have that's all we have in wrestling. There's no controversies. No one got suspended. No one got fired. Rest in peace, Tim White, by the way, because that was really yeah. Depressing. I forgot to mention that last week. Timmy White, man, damn shame. And Brian, not Brian Hebner. No, is Brad Hebner? It was Earl's One brother. One of the Hebner? Yeah, it was Earl's One of the The twin Hebner? The twin Hebner. Oh, really? Yeah, he died the week before. I think, oh, I think Brian's his kid. It's Earl, and it's the other one. Gotcha. 
Yeah, rest in peace, Tim White. One of Andre, one of Andre the Giant's uh, close friends, handlers. way back when. Handlers, great um, referee. One of one of the more iconic referees. Dave Hebner, uh, thank you, Fred. Dave Hebner, yeah. Um, and a guy whose wrestling in ring, well, in his his refereeing career ended via Hell in the Cell. Yep, Jericho. Thanks, Jericho. Yeah, thanks a lot, asshole. Dude, my favorite but Tim yeah. White moment is that like him and Josh Matthews, like Tim White would die every week. Oh, like, yeah. like, Mr. White, Mr. White, what are you doing, Mr. White? And he'd make a, a blender, <laughs> and then this blood, <laughs> blood squirts all over Josh Matthews. Dude, well, you like, know, so fuck is this? You ever watch the like the Untold or whatever with the APA? Oh yeah, phenomenal. And Tim White is like, yeah, they messed up, they messed up my bar. <laughs> yeah, they fucked up my bar. He's like, well, I knew Vince was paying for everything. I was like, yeah, did you get that TV too? <laughs> he would give him things to destroy because he would just get it back because Vince would pay him to redo his whole bar. That's hilarious. <laughs> did you get a TV over here, guys? Come on. <laughs> you got glasses. It's like you can just break the keg lines. Like, why don't you the whole building on fire? It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. We'll get it back. Yeah, I, that's good. Yeah, Tim White, what a guy! What a, I wish I would have been able to meet him because he sounded like a really cool dude with a lot of stories. Dude, WWE's got to stop putting referees in the Hall of Fame. Start or stop? Start. They haven't. They don't have any. There is zero. Yeah, yeah, there are zero none. referees in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, who's the first referee to go in? Earl Hebner. Okay. I go Earl Kyoto. Yeah, Earl Kyoto. Tim White, White goes in posthumously. Uh, little little. What Nate about Sh- Nick? What about Nick Patrick? Eventually, you know, that's not that's going that's not going first ballot here. Um, <laughs> Is it because everybody hates Nick Patrick? Because I hated Nick Patrick. I, as hate, a I still hate Nick Patrick. Uh, little Nate. <laughs> little Nate, yes. I think that's it. Yeah. For yeah, now. Yeah, little. Yeah. Um, and then whenever you want. Whenever she's done, Jessica Carr. Yeah, sure. I think ring announcers need to go in. You know, Fink's already in. Yeah. Uh, Justin Roberts, uh, Leland Garcia. Tony Chimmel. Tony Chimmel, of course. Superstar. Yeah. Like, they all, these are all people who are like, 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 wow, they're running thin on Hall of Fame. It's like, no, 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 they just need to stop considering wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lillian Garcia would be a perfect person to go in as one of the inaugural in-ring announcers. Well, Fink's already Did... in. He was an ring announcer. Yeah. And me and well, Gene. You know what? Yeah, so I think Lillian would be the next one to go in. Especially while she's still alive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, she's always done she's always done good by the company. She has one of she has WWE's most iconic um singing of a national anthem, but two days after September eleventh. Incredible. Yeah. I think um, she does right now she works for I don't know if it's Bellator or another MMA promotion, but she does like the the, the ring announcing for that. Yeah, and I mean she's she had a show on the network for a little bit where she interviewed some people. She's got a podcast as well. Yeah, part of part of her podcast was part of a network for a little bit. You can find it uh, in archives because I know Shotzi's on there. Um, and for I know you met her, and she's she's a sweetheart of a person. Such a nice person. You know, a lovely um, human being. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely be all for Lillian Garcia getting to the Hall of Fame sometime soon. Like, very, very soon. She deserves it. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's it. So yeah, without further ado, we're gonna get into our post show in a little bit where Fred should talk about his return. He said even Fred's even said being Canadian, Lillian Garcia's anthem made made him cry. Goddamn right it did. <laughs> it's it's it it is it, yeah it'll it'll make you uh, it'll it'll bring some some perspiration to your to your eyelids to your tear ducts one may say uh but anyway let's get the show on the road let's head to the post show You know, Kay Mary's been waving that flag the entire show. It's impressive. Very impressive. I don't know how they do it without blinking, moving, or farting. Or yeah, talking. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely wild. Good job, Kay Mary, today. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 298 of Kings of the Rings podcast, our annual Money for the Marks pay-per-view, where we talked about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that was supposed to be in a stadium, but it's not going to be in a stadium because, you know, there's this thing in Vegas called UFC. I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. Hey, Wade's here. Hey, Wade, long time no see. Um, but anywho, find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews. Please leave us reviews. Like our videos. Like our podcast. It really helps us to get out, to get the word out there about the show. Helps out with all the algorithms and all of, all of that. We're also on Twitch. We have a Discord. We're also on TikTok as well at K-O-T-R underscore podcasts if you want to listen to us you can listen to us by subscribing to wrestle attic radio wherever you get your all of your podcasts uh and follow wrestle attic radios um social medias at addict underscore wrestle on twitter and wrestle attic radio everywhere else including facebook instagram um twitch actually discord and tiktok as well don't forget in a couple weeks 300 episode dark side of the kings will be coming out use kotr 300 to ask any and all questions that you want to hear about us and about the show because we are going to reveal everything on that episode and then the day later we are i am going to be hosting a pro wrestling trivia on long island and rockville center at the ugly duckling where we, where we will be giving away tickets to monday night raw in msg um the july the monday before SummerSlam. so k murphy hopefully we'll be back next week for episode 299 but i'll be here well you'll be here right oh yeah i'll be here i'm not going anywhere yeah so yeah we'll be back and then after 299 we have 300 and after 300 we have summer slack so yes summer slack is coming slack probably doesn't know it but fuck him anyway so until then folks goodbye Good night. Don't forget to cash in this weekend because the pay-per-view and the premium live rent is on Saturday. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>